0: Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday. It's April 19th. That means tax day is officially over. It is 2022, and we have 11 MLB games to talk about here on today's slate. It's baseball season. It's bearded showtime. I'm joined today by my bearded brother, Genie for 07. Grant, what's happening, my friend?
1: Tax day is not officially over for the next two hours. I know this because I know they accept it until midnight Eastern time <laughs> and they extended tax day to the 18th and gosh, I don't miss being an accountant. I had to go to the bank to, cause I, of course I put everything off every single time to open up a IRA for my fiance to get, get more tax deductions. <laughs> nice, And it had um, to be done today and they screwed it up online. Don't you love it? Mm-hmm. the adult sucks
0: it does it is the best thing ever though on the flip side so all right we got some baseball to talk about today 11 games as of right now not a ton of weather concerns uh, a couple cold spots but not a ton of weather just in general but we'll leave that to kevin roth and let him kind of talk about that um later in the day we get started here with Arizona at Washington. This game has a nine total. The to Diamondbacks, a 120 favorite. We got Gilbert versus Adon. Uh, any interest here in Tyler Gilbert? It's,
1: it is Gilbert. It's not Kelly.
0: I think Kelly's pitching the first game.
1: Ah, yeah, that's where that's where I fudged up there. Egg, egg on my face. Uh, there, yeah, I guess plan got fully thrown off. Um, Gilbert, I mean, I don't know. He's the thing. He had his first start in AAA. Oh, it might actually be Kelly. Never
0: mind. Just kidding.
1: All right, I was right. That's why. Man, that's why. Yeah, it talking. sounds
0: like it's going to be Gilbert. Yep, yeah. or not Gilbert Kelly.
1: Kelly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't really have a ton of interest in Kelly. He's obviously not a great fantasy pitcher. He's actually done pretty well so far in his first two outings. But four point five implied run total against him. I'm not fooling fully- you buying into his good strikeout start and good not giving up a single run neither either his first two starts. 7.1K with a big run total going up against him. I mean, there's some solid bats in the Nationals lineup. I, I, I get people chasing him. I'm not going to argue with that. I'm just not doing it.
0: Yeah, I don't have a ton of interest in Kelly. I mean, I don't hate his price, but I don't love the matchup going up against Washington. He hasn't thrown over 80 pitches in his first two starts. I mean, he looked good last time out uh, against Houston. So, I I mean, I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's the best. There are some really good pitchers on this slate that I'm probably going to end up paying up for, and there's a couple cheapies that I like as well. So, Kelly's just kind of – I mean, he's on the list, but I don't know if he ends up making the cut today. other side of this game, we got add-on – this will be his third start of the season 86 and 91 pitches struggled both matchups uh he's allowed 10 runs three home runs he has seven walks and i mean the strikeouts are almost a strikeout per inning um any interest in him here
1: i mean i like the price tag i mean obviously he hasn't looked great he's been giving up bombs and he's been walking a lot of guys and he kind of had that and not so much the home runs, but he had that same general problem in with control in the minors. Uh, may have gotten rushed up to the majors a little bit too quick. He's still young. I think there is some upside. I don't hate him in tournaments just because of that strikeout upside. I mean, Arizona's not a great offense. There's definitely some strikeouts in it. He's, he's just a tournament flyer. I'm fully expecting to either get low single digits or in the 20s here. I don't think there's anything in between him. With him, he's either going to have his stuff, have his control, or he's not. So, tournament flyer for cheap. I don't mind it at all.
0: All right, let's talk bats here, starting with Arizona. Um, I mean, Marte kind of pricey, but I, I don't mind this like little stack at the top of the order here Varsho, um, Marte Peralta. You know, you can even throw in, like, a Beer, a Smith, a Walker. Um, I think the top six in this lineup are all kind of solid. This guy has been giving up some home runs. He's given up some hard contact. I don't mind looking at some of these guys here.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, we again, we don't have a huge sample size, um, but he does get wild. And so far, 42% hard contact rate in the majors in his career. I mean, it's only three starts, but he's given up hard contact. He's giving up a decent amount of fly balls. So going up against the Diamondbacks, like the main thing about them is like Varsho's cheap, Peralta's cheap, Walker's cheap, Haven Smith's cheap, beer is cheap. Strange enough, beer is actually super cheap in the Arizona Stadium. Uh, Kelly's cheap. Like it, it's a cheap stack that you can make. And there's some pop here. So I don't mind taking one off cheap bats and Walker, Peralta, Smith, beer, Varsho. And I don't mind just full stacking up. And then obviously Marte is the best hitter there. Um He's 5.2K, but you could easily fit him in a stack, and I absolutely suggest throwing him in a stack. So even though I like Adon over on the other side because of his strikeout upside, his wildness and his home run um, and fly balls are great for the Diamondbacks. Is probably one of the best cheap stacks on the slate.
0: Uh, Washington, anything standing out to you for the Washington Bats?
1: I think mean, Kelly's been pretty solid so far, but I still think he's a great pitcher, so... I have no problem going with any of these bats here. I mean, Kelly is a mediocre at best pitcher. Not really great to either side of the plate. Gives up a decent amount of home runs to righty. So Nelly Cruz is probably my favorite of the bunch. But, I mean, I don't mind going with any of the guys near the top. I mean, Soto's obviously solid. Hernandez, solid bat. Josh Bell, 4800 probably priced about where he should be. Um those would be the main guys that I'd want to go with. I don't really have any interest in the cheapies down at the bottom of the lineup. Um, but the price tags up top are kind of what keeps me from wanting to stack them. But if you want to go ahead, but Kelly's overall an average pitcher, even though he's not a great DFS pitcher. And I don't think I can pay 5k pop for the top four of the lineup for a stack.
0: Yeah. I mean, Hernandez is super cheap too and should hit in that five or six spot. Um, Ruiz, catcher that should hit in that five or six spot. Um, those two guys in that heart of the lineup. I mean, somewhat cheap. And then Nelly Cruz, Josh Bell, Soto, those are like your power upside guys in this lineup. So, Toronto at Boston taking the Red Sox here, nine and a half total in this game. And the Red Sox, a 140 favorite. We got Kikuchi going up against Eel Valdy. Um, any interest here in Kikuchi?
1: No, I mean, there's going to be a lot of varieties. I mean, Kikuchi's an above-average pitcher to left. He's probably right about average going up against righties. There's a solid-hitting lineup. It's being played in Fenway. I know it's not terribly hot, but Red Sox have a 5 and five run total. I get he's a little bit cheaper than we normally see at 7.8K, and he's kind of stretched out, but I, I just don't see him doing very well against all these hard-hitting righties here and the amount of hard contact he gives up. So I'm kind of out on Kikuchi.
0: Yeah, I mean, this game in Fenway, too, um, so – definitely going to benefit these right-handed batters and i mean adding trevor's story just as another good right-handed bat against left-handed pitching so um it, it's a really really tough spot for kikuchi and then nathan ivaldi i mean he's going to face a very right-handed heavy blue jays team but a very good right-handed heavy blue jays team i mean in large field tournaments Eovaldi, 9,500, probably going to see little to no ownership on this slate. I mean, Grant, talk me off the ledge, but I think he's someone you could potentially play here in large tournaments.
1: I mean, I, I, on a different slate maybe, but we have Bueller, we have Burns, we have Valdez, we have Ray, we have Freed, we have Musgrove, all on this slate, all right around the same price tag. Like Ivaldi, if there was only three aces on the slate and he was going to come in and no ownership, I think that he would be a fantastic play. But Ivaldi, when you have all those other guys, the chances of any of that all of them failing is very unlikely, or even 60% of them failing is very unlikely. So Ivaldi is probably going to be a cross off of me just because of a very tough matchup versus the Blue Jays in Fenway. I mean, I love Eovaldi. I'm a big fan of this stuff, but I just don't think I can do it on this slate when there's enough other High-priced guys, right around the same range, who can end up with 15 more points than them just because they have much better matchups.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I think I'd play him over Freed and maybe even Robbie Ray, um, but I have a ton of interest in a lot of those other guys that you mentioned. So maybe I don't end up on Ivaldi. I do think that the strikeout upside is somewhat appealing. You know, he is someone that does generate. Uh, a lot of ground balls against right-handed hitters, too. Um, uses that like fastball-slider combo against righties a lot um, to generate those ground balls. So, I mean, this lineup's just so good. Maybe we just play bats in this game. Um, I really want to see what the ownership looks like here on the Blue Jays because, I mean, they're pricey. They're facing a above-average pitcher, and Coors is on the slate. So I don't think a lot of people will be playing the Blue Jays here.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's kind of the thing. Like, the Blue Jays don't really grade out as a great stack because they're going up against the Ivaldi, but based on Coors being on the slate and a few other really good hitting spots with some cheaper bats, you can make this stack work with Gary L and Chapman both being four and 3.8K respectively, and obviously Kirk and Bigios and there at the bottom of the lineup. You can fit in the high price bats of Springer, Bichette, and Guerrero. So if they're going to come in just completely unowned, then I think it's a solid overall play. I mean, Evaldi's a good pitcher, but he can absolutely get beat up because anyone can get beat up by this team and he hasn't done great. He's given up four home runs so far in the first two outings, still striking out of guys, but giving up some bombs. So I don't, I don't hate the stack if it's going to come in low single digit ownership, which I think it's going to.
0: Yeah. I think it's going to be all about the ownership for me on Toronto. And then, I mean, on the, the Boston side of this thing, you know, we already kind of talked about like a there's a – they're going to see a lot of – he's going to see a lot of righties here. Kiki Hernandez, Xander Bogarts, um, Trevor Story, J.D. Martinez, uh, Aurora. Like, we're going to see a lot of right-handed hitters doll back in this lineup for the Red Sox today.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, and that's pretty much what you're targeting. And They kind of make the right pivot off of Coors. I mean, obviously, we've seen it tonight. Coors at any time can just go terribly – and there's two decent pitchers in cores, even though it's going to be a little bit hotter. This is kind of my pivot off of course today is going to be the Red Sox, just mostly targeting the righties because like I said, Kikuchi just not nearly as good versus righties as he is versus lefties.
0: All right, moving on. We got Tampa at Chicago taking on the Cubs. No total in this game. Um The Rays are a slight favorite on most books, but no total here. We got Fleming going up against Steele. Any interest here in Josh Fleming?
1: Not, Not horribly. I mean, obviously not a huge strikeout guy. There's not as many strikeouts in this lineup. They'll probably platoon out pretty much everyone in the lineup like they did today, in which case you're probably only getting three to four high strikeout bats, and everyone else is actually pretty low. Everyone knows how to work the count in this lineup, even though they might not be great hitters. They walk at a pretty decent clip here. Fleming don't really know how late he's going to go in the game because it's the raise and never really gonna give someone a huge leash. Sitting at 61 is probably where he should be sitting at, um, considering his potential upside and the fact that he's not gonna go more than like four or five innings tops. So I'm out on him, but it, it's mostly just because of the low pitch count.
0: Yeah, you know, I talked about McC- McClanahan yesterday um, on Grinders Live. He is a much bigger strikeout pitcher facing this, you know, low strikeout team. And, it, you know, it kind of worked out. But um, I don't think Josh Fleming has the, the strikeout stuff that McClanahan has. So I'm going to pass on Fleming here. And then on the other side, Justin Steele. I mean, I typically like left-handed pitching against the Rays. There's a ton of strikeout in this Rays lineup. If, for some reason, the Rays leave all those lefties in the lineup, I think Justin Steele at 7,600 might be viable. But if they platoon this lineup and they get these righties in there, I think this is a spot we're going to stay away from.
1: Yeah, yeah, it all depends on the lineup. I mean, I don't really like playing Justin Steele. I don't think he's a great pitcher, but he does have pretty solid overall strikeout stuff going up against lefties, average strikeout guy going up against righties, average pitcher going up against righties. So it all depends on how many guys they end up platooning out. I mean, it is going to be 44 degrees over in Chicago, so should be able to help keep the ball in the yard. But I I have to wait on this lineup. I mean, again, if Phillips is in there, if Choi is in there, which I doubt Choi is going to be in there. If Lau is or Low is in there, definitely helps. But I mean, we'll see. More than likely they're going to platoon out like they always do. Um, in which case I'm probably out on steel.
0: Yeah, if this lineup is platooned, I'm gonna pass. Um, as far as the bats go here, I mean if Zanito's in the lineup and Franco's in the lineup, they're they're very good power hitters against left handed pitching. So ton of interest in them. A Rose Arena. Uh also want to see what the weather's doing in this game. You know, I I kind of faded this game on Monday because of it was going to be like 25, 30 degrees, even though the wind was going to be blowing out. So I want to see what the weather looks like before I'm like in love with these bats. But I mean, on the numbers side, a Rosarina, Zanino, Franco um, definitely set up as good place here.
1: Yeah, and we'll have to see on Franco. He got late scratched with a quad injury, so could have just been nothing. He's something.
0: like, it's too cold for me. I'm out. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be 44 degrees tomorrow, so I'm probably out on most of the bats. Like, if I'm going with anyone, it's probably Zunino or Rosarino or Franco just with a platoon split, solid overall bats, but they're kind of all a little bit too expensive for me when you consider the weather.
0: Freddie Freeman, home run against the Braves, first at bat. Um, Doesn't shock Doesn't shock anybody. Um Yeah, I mean, on the Cubs side, definitely going to want to see what this lineup looks like, but I mean, the heart of this order sets up really well against left-handed pitching. And like I said, Fleming, he doesn't have the strikeout ability that McClanahan had on yesterday's slate. So I actually kind of like the Cubs here. I don't know if I'd full stack them with the potential cold weather, but I mean, some of these cheap bats that are in good spots, I don't mind looking at.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't mind Clint Frazier. I mean, guy has some pop. The big thing about Fleming is he doesn't strike guys out, but he generates a lot of ground ball contact. Um, but magical Frazier, both of them are cheap. Kondreras, I don't mind going with him. I mean, he's a pretty decent fly ball hitter. Swindell's a decent fly ball hitter. Suzuki, good fly ball hitter. Wisdom, good fly ball hitter. So you kind of have to wait and see on if the wind's blowing out at all to make it a little bit worth it. But I mean, my, again, my problem is the temperature. If it's going to be 44 degrees, that's not good hitting weather. And outside of Fraser and magical rest of the lineup is kind of priced up to where the weather might be too much, but Madrigal and Fraser at the top of the lineup under 4k, no problem with them regardless.
0: All right, moving on. We got Pittsburgh. Going up against the Milwaukee Brewers, seven and a half total in this game. The Brewers, a 275 favorite on most books here. Um, we got Burns. We got Brubaker. Any interest here in JT Brubaker?
1: Not really. I mean, he's not the worst pitcher in the world, but he can get a little bit wild. Um, has an 8% walk rate, and there's a lot of bats in this lineup that know how to work the count. I mean, they have a 4.8 implied run total there. It's not terribly high, but the Dome will keep a double be close most likely at 46 degrees so i, I i'm most likely out on Baker. even though he's cheap i think i'd rather take some more upside on adon with a similar implied run total going up against him just he's got better strikeout stuff and probably a slightly better matchup
0: i mean burns on the other side of this game I mean, he sets up as the top pitcher on the slate, right? Going up against this Pittsburgh lineup. um, I mean, obviously you got Reynolds in this lineup, but that's really it. Um, I mean, this isn't like your typical low strikeout Pittsburgh lineup either. Um, So, I I mean, Burns is the guy for me today. I'm going to pay up and get Burns.
1: Yep, yep, right there with you. I mean, Pittsburgh, they have a few low strikeout bats. Castillo's in the lineup. Newman's in the lineup if Reynolds in the lineup they're low strikeout bats but any other person that ends up in the lineup I mean I I think the lowest strikeout guy outside of those three I mentioned is Vogelbach sitting at 22 percent no matter who's in the lineup it's going to be a huge amount of strikeouts and most likely it's going to be probably the highest projected strikeout lineup on the entire slate so Burns 35% 35 percent k rate guy got up to 97 pitches in his last outing great matchup i am I'm, I'm all aboard playing corbin burns in pretty much every lineup
0: yeah i think we're looking at a strikeout prop too i think it what at seven and a half is what we'll probably see here it might
1: honestly come in at eight and a half i would not be surprised i wonder if it's out right now i'm gonna i'm gonna look here and see if it's out but i i would not be surprised to see it at eight and a half um. All right. I got no
0: interest in the Pittsburgh bats. I'm guessing you're with me yep, here. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of ways to get different on slates and I don't think this is one of them. Uh, Brubaker. I mean, you could target Brubaker with lefties. So maybe Yelich, um, Rowdy, tell us. Um, and like, if you're doing that, maybe you throw in a Adams or a McCutcheon. Um, Adamus was really cheap on Fanduel yesterday. He's like 3K, so don't mind potentially getting him um, over there. But what are your thoughts here on Milwaukee Bats?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't even hate the righties. I mean, he still gives up a decent amount of hard contact versus righties. So I don't mind throwing in Hunter Renfro. But, yeah, really the guys you want to target, two guys that immediately stand off the page are Telles and Wong. Um, but Yellich, definitely there. McCutcheon, Adamas, Renfro are fine. But the two main bats are Telles for some salary relief and Wong.
0: All right, we got Minnesota going up against Kansas City. This game has an eight, an eight-and-a-half total on most books here. Um, pretty much of a pick em game everywhere. And then we have Archer going up against Hernandez. Any interest here in Chris Archer? I,
1: I don't think he's going to go late enough in the game. I mean, he looks solid in his first outing. Only got up to 63 pitches, though.
0: And he was pitching good.
1: Yeah, no especially against the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, the the problem is, like, uh, the Royals are not a good lineup, and Archer is better than a $5,400 pitcher. It's just the pitch guy. I mean, if he gets up to 80 pitches, I think he's worth it at $5,400. I just don't even know if they're going to be given that many pitches. So it's an interesting little spot here. I don't – like, he was delayed in spring training – so maybe he gets up to seventy five. I don't know. Do you think he can get up to seventy five pitches?
0: I think eighty is max. I, I think seventy five to eighty. If if he's pitching well, is what we'll see.
1: Yeah, if he can get up to if he can get up to eighty, I'm definitely interested at five point four k. Even at seventy five, yeah, I'm starting to talk to myself. While I'm doing more. I mean, this Royals lineup really isn't great. There's definitely some strikeouts in it. I'm kind of on board with Chris Archer just as a punt. I mean, with Coors on the slate and with Boston on the slate and with Burns on the slate, it's not that he's a great option. I'm I'm hoping for like 15 points, maybe 18 points. Um, but I think he can get there.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say um, for him is, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I was expecting. Um, his price is so cheap, if you can get – 15 plus points from him you're in a really good spot so you know obviously there's some there's some other guys that are boom busting this range as well but i mean if you're paying down this much why not take a shot here on chris archer so um carlos hernandez on the other side of this game i have zero interest in carlos hernandez
1: he is not what we call good so i have no interest either
0: yeah, it doesn't really strike people out. So um, bats here. I, I mean, looking to attack Hernandez on the Minnesota side. If Buxton's out, that obviously hurts the lineup a little bit here. I think Minnesota overall, though, is probably too cheap for this matchup.
1: Yeah, no, I wouldn't have a ton of interest in them, except for the fact most expensive bat in the lineup is Grant, four point three. But you got Arias. K Polanco 3.6 K Kepler 2.9 K Geo 2.1 Larnack, 2k Sanchez 2.6 K Sano 2.5 K what are they doing who are they (laughs) expecting him to play on Kansas City I I don't understand this they're probably going to be the chalkiest stack on the slate potentially maybe even chalkier than course because those price tags are just dumb I don't understand it at all I'm going to play a ton of twins. I don't care. I'm eating the chop just because I can now do a full five-man Minnesota stack and double-barrel Burns and Walker with some Coors bats.
0: Yeah, Minnesota is just too cheap on this slate. Um, I mean, there's nothing else that really needs to be said. They're just too cheap. Um, On the Kansas City side of things, I mean, Salvador Perez, if you want to pay up a catcher, I'm never going to talk you off of that. He's one of the best hitting catchers in baseball. He's just so expensive on the slates. Um, I mean, I don't mind Wit. He's cheap, 2900 off to kind of a slow start here. I think he's going to be someone that we see start to excel, though. Um, I don't mind him at 2900 though.
1: Yeah, him or maybe Hunter Dozier with some pop. They're cheap bats. I mean, I don't want to pay 5.7K for Perez. Even though he has Perez, just doesn't fully make sense on the slate. I'm, I'm But I, if I'm going with anyone, it's just the two cheap bats and Witt and Dozier. They're under 3K, but I don't love them.
0: All right, we're cruising along here. We got the Angels at Houston. Eight and a half total in this one. And the Astros, a 155 favorite. We got Valdez against Sandoval. Uh, any interest here in Patrick Sandoval?
1: Slightly. He's under 7K. K. It's a, I hate the matchup. Like, I really do not like the matchup. He can get a little bit wild, but he's still got solid overall strikeout stuff, not facing a very high strikeout lineup. Don't know if he's going to go much over 80 pitches, but he's got the K stuff where – I think at 7K, if he can get up to 90 pitches in the spot here, um, he can can definitely end up getting there. So I don't hate it. I don't love it. He's down there. But if he's going to come in entirely unowned, then I think he can still get there at 6.9K.
0: Yeah, and, like, this isn't your same lineup for Houston. I mean, Correa's gone. Springer's gone. Are they going to leave – I mean, they're going to have to have two of the three of Brantley, Alvarez, and Tucker. So you're going to get... They'll have all three of them. In. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're going to get three lefties. And Sandoval, while he's kind of shaky against righties, the dude is very good against lefties. So, I mean, if, especially because Houston's one of those teams that like to go lefty-righty, lefty-righty. Like, I mean, I think Sandoval's in the conversation for guys under 7K, like you mentioned. Uh, The other side of this game, Valdez, I mean, really going to have to see what this lineup looks like because the lineup that the Angels rolled out on Monday was rough. Um Trout didn't play. Rendon got scratched. Like if we're going to see a Trout and no Rendon, like sign me up for Valdez here. He's not like a huge strikeout guy, but he's a massive ground ball guy. I could see him just kind of cruising in this game. Uh, My biggest concern with him is pitch count at 10-2. But, I mean, this is a dude that's already put up 29 fantasy points against this team once this season.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely don't mind if Trout and Rendon are out of the lineup. I mean, this is just not a good lineup without those two bats in there. Um, You pretty much just have Otani. And then, I mean, the only other great bat is Walsh. And it's lefty-lefty there, and Framber is – Pretty solid going up against lefties, so I, I I just don't see a lot of bats being able, without Trout and Rendon. There's not any bats that are that patient, which we worry about Valdez's walk rate. But if if they're not in there, then I, I I don't I I put him behind Bueller. I put him behind Burns, but he's probably number three raw points play on the slate without Trout and Rendon.
0: If Trout and Rendon play, I think that's enough to kind of. Be, be off of him at
1: 10-2. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh,
0: as far as the Angels hitters go, I mean, if Trout and Rendon play, they're obviously great plays in this spot. Stassi, lefty-righty catch-up, catcher matchup. up um, But the problem here is, like, a lot of these guys against left-handed pitching hit the ball on the ground, and Valdez is a ground ball pitcher. So I don't see a ton of upside in this lineup.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't see upside outside of Otani, Trout, or Rendon. Like, that's... Kind of it. You want the power guys that can hit the ball in the air? Those three can do that. Valdez is a good enough pitcher where he's just going to keep stuff out on the ground and you're not probably getting a bomb from anyone.
0: Um, the other side of this game, Houston Bats, anything standing out to you?
1: Nothing's really standing out to me. Um, I mean, Sandoval's a decent overall pitcher. If I'm going to anything, it's probably Bregman, Altuve, Really just those two guys. I mean, I'm targeting the righties going up against Sandoval. and They're both expensive going up against a mediocre pitcher. So I'm probably staying away.
0: Yeah, I mean, Bregman was really rough against left-handed pitching last season. Mm-hmm. Gariel, I mean, he's somewhat interesting. Uh, if they move Siri up in the lineup, he might be someone that you could potentially look at here, Altuve against the lefty. But not a ton that I love – Houston like I said this is not your same Houston lineup that we're so used to you know so all right we got Philadelphia at Colorado taking on the Rockies in cores 11 total on this game and the Phillies a slight favor here at 130 Kyle Gibson going up against Kyle Freeland The, the Kyles matching off here um any interest in Kyle Gibson
1: Not in course, now.
0: I mean, yeah. I don't think I'm going to play Kyle Gibson here. Rocky's lineup is like – it's nothing like super scary, but I mean, I took shots on Nola, and that didn't obviously work out. Um, Gibson, a ground ball pitcher, yeah. I don't think I'm going to do it, but he's another guy under 7K that I would like – in my initial like research, probably have on my list. Uh Kyle Freeland, on the other hand, zero interest whatsoever. Um, with Cassianos and, and Hoskins in the heart of this order, um, Bohm, Singura, Romuto, even Harper. Yeah, I just no. Nope. Yep, nope. Not doing nope. it. All those guys I just mentioned, I'm interested in all those guys.
1: I'm interested in you know the, the entire lineup like yeah. i'll even go with schwarber or harper i mean i i'd obviously prefer hoskins real Muto, castellanos Bohm, but I'll, I'll roll with its cores and freeland well not a terrible ground ball pitcher still not a great pitcher
0: and they're currently getting shut out right now through seven innings there might be some big time recency bias for Philadelphia on the
1: slate. So. I feel like Coors hasn't done great so far this season. I could be wrong, but every time I look, it seems to be. I mean it's still down.
0: it's still somewhat cold in Colorado. Only
1: 75 degrees tomorrow.
0: Let, let's just be honest there for a second, Grant. If we were facing Chad Cool in Philadelphia, we would have been stacking the Phillies. So it, it really oh, yeah. wouldn't have mattered. Chad Cool just pitched a good game
1: well yeah and i mean colorado the weather is different every single day yesterday it was like 75 80 and sunny today it was like 40 tomorrow it's supposed to be 75 and sunny it's Denver weather is weird we'll probably end up with snow next week
0: (laughs) probably um all right colorado bats anything that you're wanting to target here going up against kyle gibson
1: I mean, they, they still seem underpriced. I mean, Brian at 4,500 is too cheap. Crone at 4,700 is too cheap. McMahon at 4,300. Blackman at 3,900. Connor Joe is still not terribly priced. The Rockies just seem to not be priced up on any given day. I mean, Gibson's a solid overall pitcher, but it's still Coors and it's going to be sunny in 75. So, I my favorite two, Brian and Crone, but uh, Blackman, McMahon, Connor Joe. Whoever else is in the lineup is cheap.
0: Yeah, I mean, Bryant obviously wasn't in the lineup Monday. He should be back here. I know he's dealing with a little bit of a quad injury, but he's off to a good start this season. He's hit the ball really well. Hasn't hit, like, home runs yet, but they'll come with Chris Bryant. Connor Joe, Charlie Blackman's 3.9K. So I don't mind targeting some cheap bats on the Colorado side. Gritchick, righty-righty matchup. Gritchick's always been someone that's good against right-handed pitching, so – Definitely don't mind targeting some of these um, Rockies bets. All right, we got Texas going into Seattle, taking on the Mariners. Uh, Seven and a half total in this game. One of the lowest totals on the slate. Um, The Mariners are 145 favorite. We got John Gray going up against Robbie Ray. John Gray, they put him on the 10-day IL after his first start against Toronto. So... It was like a finger issue. I'm super concerned just how deep he'll pitch into this game, and he's 8,200, which makes absolutely no sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's going to be tough paying 8,200 for him. Seattle's not that bad of a hitting lineup with all the acquisitions they had. In the offseason, I I just, I, blister problem is already just pretty much a no-go for me Um coming off the I.L., so I, I I can't go with John Gray at 8,200.
0: Robbie Ray, 9,800 on the other side, 96 and 88 pitches in his first two starts. We know that his leash is already kind of where we want it to be for a $9,800 pitcher. There's plenty of strikeouts in this Texas lineup. Obviously, the Texas lineup, not as bad as it's been in the past, but I mean, I still think this is a side you could take some tournament play on Robbie Ray.
1: Yeah, it all depends on what our ownership's gonna end up winding up at low single digits, is my guess, which makes Robbie Ray a great tournament play. I and mean, everyone's gonna go with Bueller, Burns, and Valdez over him. Um, so I think he's and probably Musgrove. So I think he's definitely one of my favorite tournament plays. I mean, didn't look great in the last outing, but first outing looked pretty, pretty darn good. Better matchup than he's had in either of his first two matchups going up against Texas here. So the strikeout upsides there, and the going deep into games, considering like he only went eighty three in the last one, but he was getting kind of beat up there, so he can definitely go eight seven innings in the spot. uh any interest in the Texas bats? Not against Ray I mean, bats I would want are either lefty lefty and Seeger or probably priced up a bit much and Simeon and Garber, so I'm out.
0: I don't hate Mitch Garver as a catcher one-off at 4K. We know Garver is a guy with a lot of power. Robbie Ray does give up some home runs. I don't mind Garver as like a one-off catcher um, or like Simeon as a one-off at 4,300. I don't mind taking some one-offs here against Robbie Ray. Just hoping you get that home run. Um, on the Seattle side, I mean, some interest here in Winker. Don't mind Suarez. Adam Frazier is not someone I typically like because he doesn't have a ton of upside. So I think those would be the two guys that I'm looking at. And it's probably again, like I, this game has a low total for a reason I'd be looking at just kind of one offs here.
1: Yeah. I don't mind Ty France either. He's got some pop. Um, As he does. Yeah. But it's not going to be terribly hot over in Seattle. So I mean, I'm fine with it. It's going to John Gray. John Gray can get beat up at times. The blister could end up bothering him. But overall, just kind of meh on the Seattle lineup. All right.
0: We got Cincinnati going up against San Diego. Most books have this at eight. Some books have it at seven and a half. Some books have it at eight and a half. So it's kind of all over the place. Um, the Reds or the Padres is a big favor here at 180. Um, we got San Martin going up against Musgrove. Uh, any interest here in R- Riviera? San Martin?
1: Nope, nope. Seven point three k is too much. He's a blow average strikeout pitcher. Can get some ground balls, but just not really great at anything. San Diego Padres, even without Tatis, are still decent enough lineup with not a ton of strikeouts in it. So, I'm out.
0: Yeah, I mean, from what we've seen so far from this guy is he doesn't have that like punch out strikeout pitch against right handed hitters. And as a left handed pitcher, you have to have that pitch. Um, So a high walk team with low strikeout rates. Um, I mean, for at least the first six hitters, I think this is a spot I'm going to stay away from him. Musgrove on the other side of this game. I mean, the Reds overall a pretty solid lineup, but there's plenty of strikeouts in this lineup uh, with some moves. I mean, this lineup is not as strong as it has been in the last couple of years. So I definitely don't hate Musgrove here. 28% K rate guy facing a team with some strikeouts um he's up there man he's 8600 he's he's probably a thousand dollars too cheap yeah he's
1: way too cheap i mean he's probably gonna be one of the chalkiest maybe the chalkiest pitcher because of his price tag i mean 28 22 points in his first two addings got up to 89 pitches in his last spot lineups likely to be around a 27 percent k rate versus right-handed pitching so like again they're not they got some pop in this lineup but they've got a ton of strikeouts so i don't i don't see any reason not to play musgrove outside of ownership that that's pretty much the only reason cuz he is far too cheap
0: yeah i mean ownership will be interesting but he i mean he should pitch really well in this game uh as far as the cincinnati bats go i know we just talked about musgrove but I think we have to mention Joey Votto. He's 3,500 facing a right-handed pitcher. Um, as much as I like Musgrove in this spot, on teams that I'm not playing Musgrove, I think Votto, 340 ISO, he really changed his swing. Like, Votto is probably a little too cheap for this matchup.
1: I mean, I feel like most of the guys are too cheap. I mean, Fraley sitting at 2.1K might be leading off. Senzel, if he's in the lineup, 2.5K. Um, Aquaño. 2k i i don't hate this stack even though i love like it's perfect leverage off of musgrove is going to be chalk and you can get this stack for so cheap like this is just like it's right there with what was it minnesota just bad pricing like granted minnesota is much worse pricing but i mean musgrove can still get beat up at any given time Like, these bats have pop and are far too cheap, but is definitely the guy that stands out the most at 3.5K. That's just a bad price tag.
0: Yeah, I don't have a ton of interest outside of Votto. On the Padres' side of things, Machado, um, Austin Nola, a a catcher, Luke Voigt, Will Myers, um, another team that's kind of cheap here that we were talking about, like Minnesota being cheap. Um, San Diego is pretty cheap facing a, a young pitcher here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Machado's fine. Gresham's fine. Cronenworth's fine. Voight is too cheap. San Martin's not a good pitcher, and he's definitely struggling versus righty. So, for those, so even Aaron R. Austin Nola, not a bad overall play. Um, but yeah, the price tags just seem a little bit off considering San Martin's just not very good.
0: All right, we got Baltimore going up against Oakland here. No total in this game. Um, no line out whatsoever. So I don't know if this is the pitchers we're gonna get. But right now we got Chris Ellis going up against Colt Irvin. Um, eh, gosh, any interest here in in Chris Ellis?
1: No. Just I don't. I don't generally have any interest in any Baltimore pitcher any day. Um, Chris Ellis, I don't think he's going to be anything special. The thing is, he's super, super, super cheap. The other thing is, he's a below-average pitcher. The other thing is, Oakland's terrible. Like They do not have a good lineup. So, I mean, I don't like him. He's not a great pitcher. I don't know how late he's going to go into the game if he ends up pitching. But he he's 4k and oakland's bad i don't know i guess i mean i would say wait and see the lineup but we know oakland's lineup's not gonna be good regardless i don't know am i is it off base to think that he could be in play just because of his price tag like he's just purely a punt you're hoping for 10 points but you can get that versus oakland
0: yeah um I mean, this is a guy that got sent to the minors because he didn't make the cut. <laughs> like In um, Baltimore. In Baltimore. So, I mean, that kind of tells you everything you need to know. Um, big x fip guy, average swinging strike rate, high walk rates, below average strikeout rates, um, fly ball pitcher, struggles with home runs in AAA. Like, I don't have a ton of interest, but I, I get it. He's 4K. Um, Cole Irvin on the other side of this game. I mean, I could see him pitching okay. But again, uh, the pitching is just so loaded and there's some cheap bats to look at here that I don't think I play Cole Irvin. Baltimore has some good right-handed bats too, like Mountcastle, Mancini, Hayes. um, Chris Owings is on this team. I'm pretty sure he's up with the club. So I think there's enough good bats that I'll stay away from Cole Irvin here.
1: Yeah, I mean, right around a five x XFIP guy. Not really great to either side of the play. Definitely worse versus righties. They are playing in Oakland, but you're not getting a ton of fantasy value in the spot here. So I'll take my shot with other guys around six K.
0: All right, let's talk bats. Um, I mean, the guys that I just kind of mentioned are a little interesting when it comes to Baltimore. Mountcastle's 3,600. Santander's 3,400 Hayes is 3,300 but I mean the big one here is Trey Mancini's 2,800 you can play him at first base or outfield I love this spot for him
1: yeah Mancini every single day is underpriced this is no different but Mountcastle Santander Hayes all cheap like you're looking for power bats and it's it's those four that's what it is I mean you don't need to pay 4.8k for Mullins Just go with the four power bats that are just perpetually underpriced versus left-handed pitching. I mean, Hayes is great versus lefties, and he's sitting at 3,300. Mancini, 383. Woba 239 ISO versus lefties last year, and he's under 3K. Like, Mancini's probably a cash game guy here and a great one-off in tournaments.
0: Looking at the Oakland side, I mean, I'm going back to the well here on some Oakland bats. I use them as, like, some value plays. Tony Kemp hit leadoff. Um, Jed Lowry and I think it was Pinder tested positive for COVID, so they're going to be out. I like McKinney. I like um, Brown. I like Kemp. Uh, I-, I like Oakland as, like, some cheap pieces here, just like yesterday. I mean, it's not working out great right now, but I think they're, they're in play here.
1: Yeah, I mean, Ellis is terrible. Like, Ellis is not a major league caliber pitcher. He's the seventh best pitcher on Baltimore, which is about the biggest insult you can get. Baltimore bullpen's not good. They're cheap. Anyone with pop, go ahead and throw them the lineup.
0: Which is not many people. We finish it out, though, with uh, two of the better teams in the NL. We got Atlanta going up against the Dodgers, eight total in this game. The Dodgers, a 150 favorite. We got Max Freed, Walker Bueller. Uh, any interest here, Max Freed? I can't play
1: anyone against the Dodgers. They're just too good. I mean, Freed, i have been careful with them so far, 78, and 84 pitches. Dodgers are just fantastic. I mean, even against lefties, whoever they end up throwing in the lineup, yeah, Freed's going to struggle.
0: Yeah, I mean – He's 9,200. Freed is a very good real life pitcher, but the the Dodgers hitters are very good real life hitters. So, um, I mean, this lineup is just so good against left handed pitching. They're going to be able to take like Lux and Bellinger out and add like a Chris Taylor. And (sighs) Alberto is kind of a sneaky play as far as like a right handed hitter that's good against left hand pitching. So I just think the matchup is a little too hard for Freed in this one. And then Walker Buehler on the other side, I mean, I think he's in play. The the Braves are not 100% right now. They got a lot of righties towards the bottom of this order that strike out. So I think Buehler could see a decent number here. And, I mean, he's an interesting pivot off of Burns uh, towards the top.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't even hate double barreling with all the cheap stacks we have. Um, but definitely prefer Burns to Bueller. But Bueller got up to what 98 pitches in his last outing. So he's fully stretched out here. I mean, like Albies, Olsen, and Riley and Azuna are all solid hitters. But then you got Duval, 30% K rate. Darno, 30% K rate. Arcia, 25% K rate. Redia, close to 30. Swanson, close to 30. Rosario, if he's in there, strikeouts like. Doesn't really matter what lineup they end up throwing out. The bottom five of this lineup are going to strike out a massive clip. So, yeah, I mean, you're getting a great K matchup with one of the best pitchers in the league, and he's fully stretched out. So, I prefer Burns, but Bueller's probably ahead of Valdez to me.
0: All right, bats in this game. Anything here on the Atlanta side?
1: Olson's three point four k, Alby's three point six k, Riley's two point nine k. One-offs, no problem with any of them, even going up against Bueller, um, just because their price tag. But I, I actually like Matt Olson at three point four k.
0: Yeah, I mean they're just too cheap. They're they're too talented for their price tags. I mean it's as it's as easy as that. Um, Dodgers hitters here against Freed. I mean. Trey Turner, if he wasn't 5.9k, I'd have some interest. 5.4k for Mookie Betts. Uh, Taylor is 4.1. Will Smith is 4.1. It's just, I mean, Freed is a good pitcher, and these guys are a little pricey.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I'd mostly take my shots on Will Smith and Justin Turner just because they're cheap, um, right around 4k, but anyone versus freed like i don't i don't think i can go with Mook mucky i don't think i can go with freeman i don't think i can go with turner i don't think i can go with muncie at these price tags all right
0: let's play the morning grind game and then we're gonna get out of here for today good solid slate um under 8k to get six or more strikeouts who do you like
1: uh it's a tough one um i'm gonna go with eight on all right
0: i'm gonna go sandoval
1: that was the other guy i was thinking about
0: over 8k to score under 15 who's your bus today max freed all right i'm gonna take the very easy one and
1: say john gray figured you might over
0: 4k to hit a home run not in course who do you got today to go yard
1: I have to, yeah when i did the morning grind yesterday i forgot that question that's the, that's the one i forgot um I'll go with uh, I'll go with Machado.
0: I like it. I'm gonna go JD Martinez going up against Kikuchi, um, under 4K to get two hits. Polanco. I like it. There's so many cheap bats today. Yeah. I'm gonna go back to the well though and say Seth Brown, 3.4K. Um, Stack to score six
1: or more runs uh i'll go with milwaukee i like that one um
0: i mean do i go with the team that i hope that scores i'm gonna go with the team that i hope scores more than six runs and that's the minnesota twins yeah i think a lot of people are gonna hope that (laughs) i mean (laughs) um any bets standing out to you here night before
1: Not really. I mean, you know me, I generally look at pitcher props and total base props. So I've got, I don't think I have anything. I'm looking at money lines at probably Padres minus 181. I think you can get it minus 170 in some spots.
0: I like twins minus 110. Um, You know, we talked about the twins offense in this spot. We talked about Chris Archer. So I think Twins minus one ten on BetMGM
1: is is solid. Yeah. Uh, Grant, any final thoughts? Nope. Let's just just hoping I can make money. Pool finally hit his assist prop, so and Dallas won, so I might I might end up not losing money. That's always nice.
0: It is. I'm sitting over here just hoping Shawn Manaya gets a couple more strikeouts. So, what's he at right now? Um, he is at six. I mean, he's where he's at his number. That was that I got on Prize Picks this morning. So, he's at sixty nine pitches too. I'm hoping that he'll get a little
1: bit more run here. So. Yeah, I need one more from there.
0: But I need one more from him and two more from Montas. So that's what I'm hoping for, and I can call it a night. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. Hey, kids.